0: Hey guys, this is George Nelson White. Welcome to the first edition of the show. And I do apologize, I am quite nervous. I don't know why, since I've done this sort of thing before, but yes, my heart is beating in my chest. And I don't know if you can hear, but there's a lot of noise in the background, so this is very unprofessionally recorded. Hopefully that will change. Bloody hell, this is worse than I thought. Okay, (laughs) well... I suppose they want to say hi too. Anyway, hopefully this will change, I'm in the process of trying to get myself a new mic and hopefully quieten things down a bit. But, you know what, I suppose this is as good a start as any, and I suppose this needs to be done sooner or later, so may as well just do it now. That is my introduction, and you will get to know me more as the show progresses. And as more episodes are uploaded, hopefully by the time this is done, you're going to be able to find this on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all those fun places. There is definitely going to be an RSS feed. I will most definitely have social media accounts set up by the time this gets uploaded. Let's get on to the actual content of the episode, shall we? (coughs) Let's get on to the actual topic of this first, probably badly recorded episode. A few months ago, I produced a review of The Last of Us Part 2. A lot of complications arose. I wasn't able to record it with my normal voice because I was having issues with my mic. And when I finally did produce the review, apart from me having to use text-to-speech... Turns out that I didn't quite know how to fade audio properly within Goldwave, and so I just ended up mixing the audio instead. As a result, the music and game audio is a lot louder than I'd like it to be. Not awfully so, but no doubt some of you are going to be asking me why I didn't duck it properly. Unfortunately, it was due to my inexperience with fading in Goldwave. I'd never really done it before, not properly up until this point. And so, this is what I came up with. Keep in mind, it does use text-to-speech because I couldn't, as mentioned previously, use my normal voice. The audio is a little louder than I would have liked. But without further ado, or in my case, a don't, let's get on with it.
1: I've been a gamer for nearly a decade. During that time, I've had my fair share of experiences. I bore witness to the launch of two different console generations. I waited with anticipation for the launch of critically acclaimed titles like Red Dead Redemption 2 and Grand Theft Auto 5, and I've seen games like the new remastered GTA trilogy fall way short of the quality for which Rockstar is known. I've played games on the PS2. PS3, PS4 and PS5. I got to mess around with Halo 3 when it came out, though I wasn't a fully-fledged gamer back then. In short, I've been around a decent while. However, being a gamer without sight makes things rather difficult. I'm not always able to play most of the games that my sighted friends play. I play audio games, but they're nowhere near as sophisticated as mainstream games. I've become used to the feeling of disappointment. The feeling of knowing that I'd never be able to play these games on my own. That I'd have to be content with watching a Let's Play on YouTube or having a sighted person sitting next to me with a controller while I watched them play for me. I hoped for the day when I'd be able to play a game that everyone could play, with or without sight. I hoped for the day when I could pick up a controller and play a big-budget AAA game from start to finish, without any help at all. I hoped for the day when people would become aware of the struggle of the gamer without sight, when developers would be willing to discover new ways of improving blind accessibility. Some mainstream games were playable, and sometimes, even fully accessible. However, that was mostly by accident though this has been changing in recent years as developers have taken an interest in the accessibility situation. I never imagined that I'd be able to complete a mainstream game that wasn't accessible by mere accident, I also never dared to imagine that it would be developed by a studio that was known for making some of the best games of all time. However, to my great delight, and to that of many people around the world, our dream of a fully accessible AAA game was being realized. Thanks to advocates like Brandon Cole, we were about to have the experience of a lifetime, and we didn't even know it until a few months before launch. My name is George Nelson White, and this is my review of The Last of Us Part 2. The footage for this review was recorded using a PS5, but the differences between both generations is so small that it's not worth mentioning otherwise. This review will be split into different parts, sound, music and voice, story, gameplay and so on. But I should mention that graphics are out of the question. Anyway, let's get started. accessibility. Any game that is going to be fully accessible is required to have special accessibility features added to make it possible. For example, instead of getting a visual cue telling us when to dodge an incoming attack, we are instead notified by a sound. Instead of aiming the camera ourselves, the game automatically does it for us by way of the navigation assist. More importantly, These features need to be properly optimized so that we don't get stuck as a result of something over which we have no control, and Naughty Dog absolutely knocked it out of the park. When I first got my copy of the game in June 2020, I was incredibly excited, I'd managed to convince my dad to get me a second-hand PS4, along with a copy of the game, as soon as I returned from the store. I ripped open the packaging of the game, yes, I bought the disc, and immediately dropped the data disc on the floor as I'd never seen a case that had a first disc compartment that wasn't firmly secured to it. I don't know what happened. Praying that the disc was still in working order, I slotted it into the console, excitement and trepidation mounting. Thanking my lucky stars that it worked, I launched the game. This is what I found. Speech language, English. Continue. Resize the markers until they fit in the corners of your screen. Continue. Hug brightness, brightness, HDR. Continue. Here are some common features you may want to adjust before playing. After hearing some sounds that sounded like water, my adventurous spirit reared its head and I pressed down on the D-pad to see what would happen. I was immediately greeted with a female voice announcing text-to-speech. Turning it on revealed that all menus were spoken with TTS. This was, with no better way to put it, absolutely incredible. I explored the setup screen. Turning on the blind accessibility preset, I got a look at what the game had to offer in terms of accessibility features, and it was simply astounding. There was everything from audio cues for every action, to navigation assist to guide me to the next story objective, to the ability to remap every button on my controller. Something I'd find myself needing is the controller that came with the console was a knockoff and didn't have a working touchpad, something that I I discovered would severely hinder my ability to do the guitar scenes. As I played on, I began to really appreciate the work that Naughty Dog and Brandon Cole had put into making sure that the audio cues were clear and that there was enough of them so as not to confuse. I hadn't in all my years as a gamer, seen such polished accessibility features anywhere, let alone in a mainstream game and a first attempt at that, there was, however, a minor issue. I noticed that the navigation assist did occasionally get me stuck in certain places. This wasn't game breaking by any means, I just had to walk backwards and I'd be on my way within less than 10 seconds. This didn't happen enough to cause any major issues, but I did have to do deal with it a few times. These next points are more feature requests than issues. It would be nice to have navigation assist to toggle, something like Autosprint. Something else that I'd like is environmental descriptions. They don't need to be long, but it would be nice to know what's around me and where I am in terms of scenery. Overall, this is the best example of accessibility I've ever seen. Beyond a few minor quirks, it's perfect. Accessibility gets a 9.8 out of 10. Gameplay. The gameplay was exactly what I expected and wanted. Most of the game involved walking around, solving puzzles and some incredible combat. I had no issues with performance at all. Not one single crash. Gameplay was buttery smooth, with no slowdowns or issues. I was able to complete the game three times without any problems or technical issues. Gameplay somehow was able to remain fun, yet familiar. They were able to keep things interesting, and there was enough action with which to busy my trigger finger, and I could adjust my playstyle from loud and fast to slow and quiet depending on my mood. Gameplay is getting a solid 9.5 from me. sound, music and voice. This game, without a doubt, is one of the best sounding games I've ever played. Almost everything sounds just like I'd expect it to in the real world. From your character's footsteps, to the sound of a runner getting its head smashed in before it's even had time to scream. Hello, the fact that you can hear the characters breathing as they hide in the shadows waiting for the perfect time to strike is just out of this world. Listen to the echo of your footsteps bouncing off the walls as we descend into this easy-to-basement. Voice acting is perfect. Nothing more to say on that.
0: What the f- is wrong with
1: you? Music. Wow, this is great music. The soundtrack also dynamically changes depending on the situation you're in and that's always cool to see. You'll hear some fast action music during a shootout with some enemies, or you'll hear some gentle guitar strumming as you ride your horse during a conversation with Dinah. However, as great as the sound design is, and it's really great, there are a couple things that I can't ignore. Firstly, and I don't know if it's just me, but the audio doesn't seem to have any bass, especially the weapons. <laughs> They don't sound like weapons at all. The revolver sounds fine, pipe bombs sound great, mine's as well. But the pistols, rifle and shotgun leaves a lot to be desired in terms of effect. I'd normally expect those sorts of weapons to sound heavy, weighty and loud. This is especially where the apparent lack of bass is noticeable. I'm going to give the voice work 10. 10, absolutely perfect. Should I say congrats? Music gets a 10 as well, spectacular. Audio gets a really solid 8.9, fantastic other than an aberrant lack of bass and a few not too great weapon sounds.
0: So story everyone else
1: sees this, they're gonna want to turn back as much as I enjoyed every other aspect of the game, my enthusiasm did not extend to the story. I'm aware that this has become a controversial topic among players but here's my opinion: Having watched a playthrough of the first game back in 2017 and having heard that part two would be accessible, I was really excited for the story, I adored the relationship between Joel and Ellie, I cherished the special moments that so many others loved. I loved her childlike curiosity, her loyalty towards Joel and her badassness. Unfortunately, absolutely none of it carried over. The story started out rather well, until, well... If you played the game, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the event that's supposed to set the story in motion, well, it completely ruined it for me. Also, and this is a minor spoiler, when I found out that I'd have to spend 3 hours with Abby, I nearly died. I just couldn't stand her for some reason, to be honest, if she'd died at the beginning of the game. I wouldn't have even batted an eye.
0: How about I work my foot up your ass? They just
1: got it all wrong with Ellie becoming more aggressive. All those special moments were basically non-existent, beyond a specific moment somewhere near the middle of the game. Honestly, the less said about the story, the better. There isn't much to talk about. I'm going to give the story a 3.9. Not entirely sure what else can be said on that front. The answer is a little more complicated than what you might think. While the gameplay, voice work, sound and music are all some of the best, And while there are nowhere near enough words in the dictionary to describe the unparalleled set of accessibility features, one of, if not the most important elements in a Naughty Dog game would have almost certainly brought the entire experience to its knees if it weren't for the outstanding quality of everything else, I realize that this might not be everyone's opinion, but what review would this be if I didn't express my feelings on it? Now for the question, is the game worth it? The answer very much depends from person to person. If you didn't enjoy the first game, then the likelihood of you enjoying this one is quite low. If you don't much care about the story, then it's a resounding yes. The gameplay is absolutely fantastic. If you're looking to play your first ever accessible mainstream game, then what are you still doing watching this? I thought you'd be killing runners already. Overall, if you don't mind about the story, You should definitely give this a try, if the story's all you've come for, well, might I suggest some others? Once again, I'd just like to commend ND and Brandon Cole on the great work that they did with the accessibility. Without you, I, and thousands of others, would never have had an opportunity to complete a triple A
0: game. Thank you. I've completed it three times, and apparently I still haven't discovered everything. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be going back to do it again, because as I highlighted in my review, I really didn't like the story. The gameplay, on the other hand, is absolutely fantastic, and I really can't wait for the remake of Part 1 that'll be coming to PS5 on September 2nd, and I will most definitely do my absolute best to review that as close to release as I possibly can. However, time constraints, among a number of other factors, will determine whether that's possible or not. Anyway, that's going to have to be it for today. Thank you guys so much for checking out this first episode. Please share it with your friends, family, and anyone else who might be interested. And be sure to follow me on Twitter. I will be sure to link that in the description of the podcast. And once again, thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate it. This has been George Nelson White. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good day, everybody.